Popcorn Poops is brought to you by Audible.com. Please visit audibletrial.com slash popcornpoops for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of their subscription service. Audible is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. Audible.com is offering a free audiobook download to listeners of Popcorn Poops along with a 30-day trial of their services. This week we're recommending Ninja vs. Pirate Featuring Zombies by James Marshall, narrated by Frederick Basso. To download this or another audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash popcornpoops. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash popcornpoops for your free audiobook. We are the Popcorn Poops. Hey everyone and welcome to Popcorn Poops, the best married couple movie podcast slash commentary track hybrid audio program on the internet. My name is Dustin. And I'm Jessica. This month our theme is terrible movies we loved as kids. And my pick for this week's episode is John Turtletaub's 1992 film, Three Ninjas. If you are syncing this recording up to the movie, go ahead and start the film and then press pause as soon as the title card reading Touchstone Pictures Presents completely fades into the trees at the beginning of the film. It's time to start the movie. Sinkers, press play at the beat after the countdown. Ready? Three, two, one. And uh, this will be our last uh, movie in our month of terrible movies that we loved as kids. Uh, And I think that this might be the worst one. Yeah. Worst of the bunch. Uh, I I do want to start off this episode uh, by talking about the, 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 title the title itself puts me in a bad mood it Mm -hmm. it gets it gets us started on the wrong foot i think and i think you probably know where i'm going with this but since there is no plural noun form in the japanese language i personally and i know other people that do as well i personally subscribe to the idea that japanese words have irregular plural forms when used in english right meaning that they don't change right so for example one ninja two ninja three ninja so when I hear someone pluralize a Japanese word with an S, it's hard for me not to, I don't know, like reject it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of... It, it's a little it, scratchy on the inside of your brain. It does. It does. It hits me the wrong way. Particularly words like anime, especially when it's like when it's pronounced animes. I watched a lot of animes last summer <laughs> or, or like, you know, manga. I, I, I read a lot of mangas. So with this, be careful. Yeah, I know. You're gonna piss off people. I know. (laughs) So with this movie, my distaste starts at the title, which is not a particularly good foot to start on. Three ninjas just hurts Mm, me. It does hurt. It does. It It does hurt a little bit. Uh, But yeah, let's talk about the filmmaker a little bit. This is this is by uh, John Turtletaub, who has been referred to as a visionary director. Yeah. uh, Of such films as what other movies. I'm about to tell you. Ready for this? Cool Runnings, mm. which is maybe the best thing he's done. Mm-hmm. Is that the Jamaican bobsled team? It sure is. I liked that as a kid. Yeah, it was I haven't fun. seen it since mm-hmm. then, so can't give it any credit. He also did While You Were Sleeping, uh, Phenomenon, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and both National Treasure films. And the thing I have to say about the, specifically mm-hmm. those last three, The Sorcerer's Apprentice and National Treasure and National Treasure Book of Secrets, I think, is the title of the second movie uh-huh. in that franchise. Uh, when you work with an actor twice, I think that it's safe to call it a reunion, right? When, okay. when a director and an actor work together, 
a second time, it's a reunion. Three times or more. And I think that you have to start calling that actor the director's muse. <laughs> therefore, <laughs> therefore, Nicholas Cage <laughs> is John Turtletaub's muse. And that's all you really need to know about him as a filmmaker. Is that all? That's it. You got it? That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Now I know everything I need to know about Turtle Taub. I also know everything I know, need to know about um, how long our marriage is going to last. Oh, no. Because of this movie. Already? I hated this movie, Dustin. It's not that offensive. It was offensive to me. It's a terrible movie, and it's... Maybe if I had a penis and I was, like, six, then I would have found some enjoyment in it, well, but... That's... That's kind of the point of the month, the monthly theme is that terrible movies that we loved as kids. And I think that. Yeah, but, you know, Power Rangers was like gender neutral. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I I guess so. Um, There is really, aside from the mom, there's only one female child character, like age appropriate for the audience. What, Emily? Yeah. She sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she does. I mean, these kids aren't great either. I think that the the best performer of the three of them is probably the youngest one who plays Tum Tum. Tum. Yeah, I wasn't even talking about Emily's performance. I was just talking about like just what the character. the character does. Yeah. Like gets her, she exists to get her bike stolen, I guess, so that the boys can rescue it for her. I yeah, guess. Um, yeah, something like that. Uh, the The... The there are alternate versions of this movie where that particular scene goes down differently. The yeah. actual reclaiming of the bicycle, mm-hmm. uh, but we will talk about that a little bit later. So this this movie starts with a with a montage of our three protagonists uh, who are going to be named in this scene. Yeah, but first it started with the words three ninjas," and the eyes were dotted with. Shootigan. So. <laughs> That's right. With with ninja stars. Uh huh. Uh, to to in layman's it made terms. Made a swoosh sound. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. One of those. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I, you always complain about how I only have like one noise, one sound, one sound effect, effect. <laughs> one mouth sound effect. And I mean, it's probably true. But your one mouth sound effect sucks. It's like <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Or something to that effect, or like some variation of pew or something. Yeah. So, but that's because I wasn't a little boy. Surprise! If you didn't figure it out by now, then we have some problems. Um, I wasn't a little boy, so I didn't spend half of my childhood perfecting various sound effects. So that's why. Anyway, this this movie starts with our three protagonists who we will throughout the film refer to them by the names that their grandfather is giving them now. Rocky, the oldest, Colt, the middle one, and Tum Tum, mm. the youngest. Uh, and they're tested and trained by their grandfather in a montage. And uh, then we just saw them coordinate an attack on their grandfather, but he bests them by climbing a thorny tree. Uh and and I think that it's it's strange because movies don't often start with montages. Not that there aren't great movies <laughs> that 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 start with montages. There are Takashi Miike's Dead or Alive comes to mind. That's a great movie that starts with a montage. But this is not one of those movies. Not even a little bit. Uh, the stuntmen in this movie are real 
real obvious yeah. throughout the entire movie. Like the stuntman who who subs in for Victor Wong, who is not Japanese, by the way. <laughs> Surprise! There are only a couple of parts in this movie for uh, a Japanese actor uh, to step to, in. To even play. To even play yeah. a role. And, and they didn't give it to anyone who was Japanese. I think there's, there, like, there's only one somewhat prominent character in the in the film that's actually played by a Japanese actor. Yeah. Only one. Uh and uh and Victor Wong is not a Japanese man. Yeah. Wong how'd, is not a Japanese man. How'd you figure that man. out? <laughs> what what's up with the naming thing? Like I mean uh, for one thing like I don't think that's a ninja thing to, you know. It's not. Get a new name. I haven't watched all of Naruto, but I'm going <laughs> to guess <laughs> that ninjas don't get a special naming day. Um, but more importantly, like when they did this, I was kind of thinking they were going to give like Japanese names like you do when you take a Spanish class and then you get like right. a, the, before, a Spanish name. I, I have to mention this while it's still on screen, but this guy is hilariously racist. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, right? it's insane. I had a I had a comment about that. Look at how many cops appear. Out and then nowhere. watch them disappear when they're chasing. So all these cops just FBI agents There's just like 20 suddenly dudes. appeared. Yeah. And then we're going to chase the bad guy and when that happens, all of the FBI agents are just gone. Like all 500 of them. I don't I don't know why anyone thought that FBI agents disguise would work at all. He gets out of the car and not only is he I mean White as the driven snow. Can I make a politically incorrect statement? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if it's politically... Okay, let me... Maybe not politically incorrect, but just a political statement. Okay. Okay, so so what's up with the Middle Easterner giving the Americans weapons? Uh, I, I don't... I don't... That's what just happened in this scene. The... So Snyder is an American, yes. The, no, it's the American. Get, he uh, Snyder took the money. He was selling them. I thought Snyder gave the 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 briefcase of money. No, no, Snyder gave him the missiles because Snyder just checked the briefcase of money that he 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 was given. Uh, well, then those shots were fake. were framed in such a way where it was incomprehensible to me because I thought that Snyder was passing the money no. and that's. How? Snyder's a weapons dealer. Snyder's a weapons dealer, and he deals weapons to to countries with military regimes. That's what I get out of his character. I mean, it's not exactly spelled out that way, but the only other person that he has any dealings with is a character we never see who's called, like, Colonel something. So we can assume that that's what he does, is he sells weapons to, to military regimes. Um, but, yeah, there's a... I, I, when, the, when the agent gets out of the car... Not only is he white as the driven snow, but he, he his mustache is the fakest mustache I think I've yeah, seen super fake. since the cop in Sleepaway Camp, maybe. <laughs> like, it's that level of terrible. But there is there is a really nice moment when, uh, when the uh, disguised agent, uh, when he sees Snyder... Um, like, I'm sorry, we just missed my favorite line mm-hmm. in the movie. What was it? Douglas hates martial arts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Douglas hates martial arts. By favorite, I mean my most hated line in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty good, awful lines in this movie. 
Uh, no, but there, there, what I was saying is there's a look on the disguised agent's face when Snyder breaks into the box with the missiles where the look on the agent's face is like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, what was that necessary? But that's that's why I thought that he was giving him the missiles. That's why I thought I thought that Snyder was checking the missiles and the other guy was checking the money. No, 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 no. No, that's not what's happening. Snyder was showing the missiles as proof that the product is good. <sighs> Whatever. I can't believe you didn't get that. Like the 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 agent walks up and opens the briefcase to show I, I Snyder thought, that I the d- money's there. I didn't there. watch him carrying the briefcase. I just saw Snyder. The I thought it was the other way. Whatever. So it was the cliche way then, right? And not the confusing way which wasn't the cliche way either way douglas hates martial arts and that's the most important thing that we need to know yes so uh grandpa is sitting down uh for dinner with his three grandchildren that he has named in the traditional japanese way of you know rocky colton Tum-tum. Yeah, I really thought, why Why didn't they get Japanese names? Like, I mean, it's stupid to give them any names, but... Well, it's better but... than it's better than what, than what they were originally going to call Colt. You know what his original name was? What? Pony. Wow, that's really dumb. <laughs> sure, all the little boys would have wanted to have been Pony. Who wants to be Pony? <laughs> I know, now maybe, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> but back then, I don't think so. Um... Uh... What was I going to say? Oh, we had this huge uh, exposition scene just filled with like uh, dialogue vomit where where Snyder talks about Mori Tanaka. Right. Who was also a ninja and which Snyder's is, partner. Which is a Japanese name. Victor Wong, not so much. Yeah. Um, But my favorite part about the dialogue vomit was that Instead of this information starting with an, as you know, it goes one step better and ends with calling his assistant an idiot. So right. he's like, uh, Mori Tanaka is the guy who was my partner and he married, D- Douglas married Tanaka's daughter, an idiot. And it's just like, okay. That, that, I mean, that bit of exposition doesn't really make a lot of sense because if he knows Sam Douglas, the FBI agent, so well, why didn't he recognize him when he got out of the limo? Like, he got out of the limo to let the other agent out who was disguised, but... He, oh, did he? He only had sunglasses on, like... Well, sunglasses are a pretty good disguise. That is that is true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. This movie kind of takes... Like, I think now the word ninja is kind of a hilarious word. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not a hilarious word... If you're speaking Japanese, like I've had conversations about real historic ninja before, but I think that ninja really as a word got worn out in the 90s mm. with with movies like this. Uh, and there's a actually the scene that the exposition scene where where Snyder says Douglas hates martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> He's prompted to say that by his his assistant Brown. Uh, who's kind of stereotypically Jewish, which yeah. kind of bothers Isn't me. Isn't that yeah. weird in this movie? Um, the anyway, the, uh, Brown says that FBI guy's a ninja too, and at that moment, I'm like, oh, that's a hilarious word, and I, I don't know when it actually happened, but the, the word became hilarious at some point in the '90s, I guess, and it's really hard for me to hear it in in, in any kind of serious context without laughing. Yeah, and. 
it's apparently clear enough that that there's there's a really good scene in Daredevil, the the Netflix series, that illustrates this, mm. where uh, Daredevil is talking to Foggy about some guy that he just fought, uh, and he he has to explain to him. He's like, I think he was some kind of ninja. <laughs> And as dark and serious as that show is, when he has to explain, like, and he, he totally is a ninja. He totally is. But the fact that he has to say it to explain what he is he, to he, Foggy, mm. you're like, oh, this is a hilarious thing. And this show knows it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, the way he delivers the line is he's, like, kind of exasperated that he has to yeah, say Yeah, he's it. embarrassed. He's some kind of ninja. Maybe, maybe a ninja. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I mean, that's what he was. It was, yeah. By the way, you should go watch that show instead of watching Three Ninjas. But please continue to listen to our podcast about Three Ninjas. Um, the, the the boys get their names. We did talk about the day of names, which is not a real ninja. Like, Grandpa's making this shit up. He's not even Japanese. So. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa's just a bag of lies. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the kids have noticed, but... They're not really Japanese either. No, they're not. <laughs> and their mom, Neither is their mom. Their mom isn't either. <laughs> but we'll see your mom later. Uh, we'll see their mom later, rather. Uh, but they're, they're named because, I guess, Rocky is solid like a rock. And uh, I don't know. I mean, claiming you're a ninja is just so stupid, though. Can we keep talking about this? Because sure, it's ahead. really dumb. Like... I mean, it's not like he's he's saying that he's really good at this specific martial arts or something because ninjutsu is still like that's it's a combination of tricks and and other sorts of training as well as like different martial arts, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's not a style of martial art so much as it, as it is like uh, an appli- a set of skills, a set of skills like it's an application of a certain set of skills that is not necessarily always martial arts right yeah and because i mean the point is right if you're a ninja then you hope you don't have to fight anybody right that's the goal is that nobody knows you were there um but anyways it's kind of like doing kendo really well and then claiming you're a samurai yeah Right? Like, nobody would say that. Nobody would go around and be like, well, I'm a samurai. There's a lot of declarations of, I'm a ninja. He's a ninja. He knows what it means to be a ninja. It'll only take a ninja to break him and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And really, uh, it, it all comes to a head later on in the movie where where, uh, where Grandpa has a fight with the, the boy's father about whether or not he's going to go rescue them. And they throw that word out there about 400 times in <laughs> three seconds. And it's... It is peak hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, we missed it during this whole fight, but I really think that all of the sound effects, the cartoon sound effects, the cartoon, yeah, the Looney Tunes sound effects the were and all that. like the gongs when people get hit and the yeah. wibble wobble noises when they teeter and the swoosh sounds when they're flying. It just adds so much to the fight. <laughs> they actually did. I think they did that. Uh, uh, to get the PG rating because uh, without them, it, the movie seemed a little too violent. Uh, and there is a bit of violence in this movie that I think is not, I don't know. I don't know that it would pass muster today as a mm. PG movie. Like there's some stuff like they, they use the sound effects to mitigate some of the violence. I know that there's some other violence in the movie that was completely cut out, but some of the stuff that makes it into the movie is oddly violent, like especially violent considering 
everything else in the movie mm-hmm. and how soft everything kind of feels, how weightless. Yeah, everything there kind of there is. are a couple moments. Like when when uh, the surfer dude holds up the convenience store guy, the guns, the guns, the guns in this movie are yeah. like wow. Like I don't know. It's in a movie that's about ninja. You would think that uh, that they would find a way to avoid guns in the movie because they just seem. St- Although there is a really hilarious moment later where where a group of ninja just pull out a bunch of handguns, and you're just like, wow, that's a weird what? image. What? <laughs> I I don't know maybe it's like bleed over from the 80s action movies or something. Definitely. I guess it it just feels odd now cuz I guess we don't do that as much anymore in in kids movies having people point guns at each other cuz it got too real in the 90s maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I was talking about how the boys got their names. Rocky got his name because he's solid like a rock. And mm. Colt got his name because he's fast like a horse. And Tum Tum got his name because he he eats a lot and he all almost always has food in his mouth in this movie. And we will we will see how that lightning fast ninja metabolism uh helps him when it when that slows down and uh we'll see how t- how well Tum Tum fares with the greatest battle of his life. Diabetes. Are you talking about the actor? No. Just the character. He eats a lot of sweets, so he's gonna get diabetes and die. Oh, okay. I thought you were making like a speaking nasty of, jibe at the actor. No, speaking of dying, uh the kids are s- just got finished singing a terrible song. Yes. What was up with that? Uh which is something that real kids sing, and I remember singing a version of it when I was I a child. I don't remember but, those lyrics though. But yeah, but they said on top of old smokey all covered with blood, I shot my poor teacher. With a forty-four stud, and I—I I mean, th- this pre-Columbine world <laughs> was such an innocent place where you, you could, could say sing about shitting your teacher in a ch- children's movie, and that was totally okay. Like no one even thought about it. And when I when I heard that, I I couldn't believe it yeah. was in this movie. Me too. It's shocking. I, I was like, did did they just say shot their teacher? Like with a. Gun with a specific. Like I looked up what a forty-four stud was. It's it is a handgun that exists. Yeah, so. <laughs> that disturbed me a little bit. But back then, I'm you know it didn't because I guess not as many teachers had been shot by their students at this point. Let's talk about let's talk about grandpa's teachings because I think that this is an important point. Um, I think that Grandpa sends some mixed messages to his kids, to his to his grandkids. Yeah. The first thing that we hear him say to them, like as a lesson, is that a ninja doesn't fight a battle unless he can win. I was going to talk about this, you jerk. And the like, let's just talk about that one. That's the message that you want to send to kids that that instead of the message which is. Don't fight unless it's in self-defense and only as a last resort or something along those lines. Mm. But no, the first lesson is never attack unless you're going to win. <laughs> right, but but the the hypocrisy for me comes with the fact that he also says that ninjas should never use their power on anyone weaker than themselves. Exactly. So how do they start fighting in battles that they know they'll win if they're always evenly matched or matched against people stronger than themselves. Fight someone stronger than you and you will lose. Therefore, you shouldn't fight them or you win a battle and that person was clearly weaker than you and you've broken your dumb ninja code. (laughs) 
I love how uh, the way the kids and the grandpa talk in this movie is all like like Ninja had a code. Like they had a code like yeah. the samurai did. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous because Ninja were basically a direct contrast to samurai. In, a, in, in, in ways. In ways, But yes. they, they also existed in clans. They were They, they were somewhat nomadic, too. There were nomadic ones, and there were ones that just existed in, you know, There There were clans. There, there, like, the thing about ninja is that there aren't any rules. Like, that right. was the thing. They were spies and assassins. Now, some of the clans that developed did follow, like, military philosophy, and there certainly was training right. and, and, and sh- ranking and there, the there, there, there were some ninja that had come from the samurai class and that continued to follow the Bushido code because that's just what that's they who wanted. They were that's who personally. they were and that's what they wanted to but do. But ninja, there wasn't like, it, it wasn't like decorum, you know? No, no, it, no, no. it wasn't ritual. They were arsonists and raiders, terrorists Thieves even. Thieves sometimes, yeah. yeah. They were people taken often from the lower classes, mostly from the lower classes, using tricks, disguises, and sneaking around to get things done. And the martial arts training was kind of supplemental to the other stuff. Yeah. So the kids, the kids going on and on with, and grandpa going on about the code and honor of ninja and all that stuff. It's very silly. Now, however, the, the nature stuff, the whole one with nature and connection with nature and everything, I think that could have a tie in to some uh, valid ninja mythology. Um, because in ninja mythology, there are lots of stories about ninja having control over the elements. So. So at least that plays into it a little, mm-hmm. you know, and using your surroundings. He tells the kids to use their surroundings or be friendly with your environment or something. And, and that makes sense, too, because ninja are like MacGyver, right? Yeah, like sure. adapt to your surroundings. They should and be able to adapt. Yeah. yeah um, did you want to we, we missed their mom. Did you want to talk about their mom a little bit? Because we, we said that. We've mentioned that there aren't very many Japanese people in this movie. I think that there's probably more than one, but there's only one that gets a prominent role of any kind. Uh, but their mother, uh, whose name, whose character's name is Jessica, is played by an actress named Margarita Franco. And she represents, actually represents the second Latina that has appeared in a movie we've covered on this podcast who is meant to appear a- of Asian descent. Uh, because she's supposed to be half Japanese in this movie. Mm. She's supposed to be the the daughter of Victor Wong's character. Victor Wong, again, not Japanese. Uh, and But the, the first person who appeared on our podcast as a Latina posing as an Asian was uh, Julia Cortex, who I think that's her name, who played Rita Repulsa in Mighty oh, Morphin Power right. Rangers, the movie. Just a couple weeks ago. Just a couple weeks my, ago, yep. My theory about why the kids... Uh, I mean, they're only supposed to be one-fourth Japanese then, right? And yes. And to be completely honest, uh, obviously, because of where we live, we have a lot of friends who are mixed families, who are, mm-hmm. you know, American who have kids husbands or descent, wives sure. and or or just Western um, and married to someone who's Japanese and, and a lot of mixed kids. And the honest truth is, is that sometimes I look at those kids and they look 100% Japanese. And then sometimes I look at them and I would not be able to tell them apart from any Western kid that I ever saw. So, sure. so whatever, like you can't really say anything about that. It doesn't stuff. really matter. It, 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 yeah, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. However, though, my one little complaint about it is that I feel like the reason these boys don't look Asian at all 
is because there was a reason, and that reason was that it would be too unrelatable for white American boys if the kids were, say, you know, noticeably Japanese or noticeably Asian or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that 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 wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's, you know, the American films are predominantly white. <laughs> so even, I mean... It's we, kind of pitiful, though. It's there, a movie it is, about... It, it is totally pitiful, but like in, in throughout the 80s and 90s, we had, there was basically a whole subgenre of specifically ninja films, like movies about mm-hmm. ninja and Asian martial artists with white guys. Yeah. Like that was the whole thing is white guys doing Asian stuff because it was cool, but apparently America or Hollywood thought that America still wanted to see white people on the screen. Right. So. And that's kind of like my only complaint with this on that factor is that the reason we did it this way wasn't because of the actual history of the movie or their family or what it's supposed to be, but just because we made it that way because we didn't want to lose little American boys who would say, hmm, that kid looks different from me and not want to watch the movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We missed the hint. The hint was uh, a shot of the little trampoline inside their bedroom when uh, I think it was Colt that was jumping on it. And Jordan on Facebook uh, got it correct. And he wants to plug GracieUniversity.com for self-defense lessons. Cool. Which is apt for this episode. Totally appropriate. So go check that out. Uh, And also during that same scene, Tum Tum is playing Super Mario Brothers 3. On uh, mm-hmm. on his Nintendo Entertainment System, yeah, and every time the scene cuts back to him, he is at drastically different points in the game. <laughs> yes, I noticed drastically. That. <laughs> um, and there's th- yeah, that scene has a couple of things I wanted to talk about. There, there's uh, when Colt and Tum Tum are giving Rocky a hard time about talking to Emily over his tin can phone, and they're singing "Rocky Loves Emily" over and over again ad nauseum. Uh, Rocky comments to Emily, my brother, this is a quote, quote, my brothers are retarded, end Mm -hmm. quote. Uh, Yeah, you can't do that anymore. You can't (laughs) say that in movies anymore. Yes, you can. You can say whatever you want. You can, you, I mean, you can, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't say, I mean, you you wouldn't hear that in a kid's movie. No, you wouldn't hear it in a kid's movie. You would hear it in like maybe a, a, an adult comedy. Yeah. Like something that's supposed to be off color and yeah. maybe taboo, but no, definitely not. Not in a, in a kids, kids movie, movie. No, no, but you also couldn't sing about shooting your teacher in a kids movie anymore. So and Rocky is really like we've talked about Emily a little bit, but he's really, really dismissive around his brothers. He's super dismissive of a girl that he took the time for to set up a tin can phone between their houses. Yeah, like that's a big deal. That's a one way phone. That's it. I hate only this for scene. her. I hate, this is the scene of why I hate Emily. Well, not why I hate her, but just why I hate what this movie oh, you did. Mean, you mean the E.T. scene? Yes, the E.T. scene. Because we spend the whole scene showing the boys doing these awesome tricks, because apparently being a ninja makes you ride a bike really in special ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can do like, what's what's that stuff called? Well, this, like, this X, X sports, what are yeah, extreme sports, yeah. BMX. So, this BMX, yeah, you've got to have a BMX. So, this movie substitutes the rollerblading scene for a BMX scene, which still makes it totally 90s, yes. Uh, but this is just another like it's taking an idea that like BMX Bandits was in was like an 80s movie that that made BMX popular and it kind of got to a peak in the 90s probably just like with rollerblading and them like riding through these California you know 
hilly neighborhoods looks a lot like uh, one of the final scenes in the movie E.T. It's just taking that and smashing it together with uh, with like these three surfer guys who are obviously kind of like Bill and Ted type people. So smashing it together with that movie. And then the whole ninja thing is obviously like, you know, Ninja Turtles. And then there's a whole... A Home Alone sequence that takes up a big chunk of the middle of this movie. It's just all of these different pieces of other movies that were popular yeah. in like the late 80s and early 90s that are just smashed together. My problem with that scene, though, wasn't the wasn't the E.T. thing. It was the fact that they framed all the shots like the girl wasn't even there. Yeah. They just framed every shot. Like, like I kept thinking, is she still riding? Oh, yeah, there she is. She's just smiling happily riding in the back. Oh, okay, is she is she gone now? No, no, no. We're we're still. She's still here. They just. She has no purpose in this except to get her bike stolen. That's it. She couldn't go in the do not enter area where the boys went because, because she couldn't. I guess, and uh, and then she gets her bike stolen, and then she even says, "Nice job, show off." She's about to do that, right there, and as though it were his job to protect her and her bike. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing that she does. Like her thing with Rocky is that she keeps telling him not to show off, as though that's like his character flaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we never see that pay off in any way whatsoever. I never really see him showing off, though. He does exactly what his brothers do and just does ninja stuff sometimes. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's really a show off, but the movie wants us to think that he's a show off because she keeps saying it. Mm. She says it there and she says it again during the basketball game and I feel like the there's an alternate version of this movie that has a different ending mm-hmm. and uh the ending is predicated by a different ending to the basketball scene which will uh-huh. come up in a little bit. Uh but basically it Pays, I'm sorry. I just Snyder's <laughs> yelling in my ear. <laughs> this man has a real problem controlling the volume of his voice. He does. A real problem. Like sometimes, like in that moment right there, just like random words in his sentences are. Just I loud. want those kids. <laughs> it is pretty funny. So this is the this is the basketball scene I was talking about. So I'll go ahead and uh, and talk about this. This scene, I think, is a really good example of how the movie is interested at hinting at character flaws in the boys that it never follows through on, specifically with Rocky. So he's a show-off. This is the second time in this scene, Emily says it for the second time and accuses him of being a show-off. And Colt is obviously, like, hot-headed, right? That's his his character flaw. If the movie really wanted to pay that off, they shouldn't win this basketball game, right? Mm. I don't think they should. Yeah. And Colt should maybe beat up one of the bullies and get in trouble for it. Yeah, that would make sense. I think that would make sense. And I think that the way that they end up getting Emily's bike back, if they have to follow through with that particular plot thread, is by fighting an adult who is trying to harm the bullies. That would be interesting. You see what I'm saying? Like, like maybe something happens. Maybe the surfer guys mistake the bullies for friends of the kids and try to use them to get to them and the adults are like harassing the bullies or mm. or doing something wrong and the the ninja boys <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> just, just it's, uh, tickled me coming out of my mouth <laughs> um and the, uh, the the ninja kids uh have to protect the bullies that 
ultimately are are aggressors to them. I think mm-hmm. that that's the lesson. Yeah, that's, that's the good like lesson, that's the right? logical pro- progression, right? Something along those lines. Right. So it's so ultimately that way it's about protect protecting those that are weaker than you and not showing off, and it provides a healthy and moral outlet for cults rage. And the bullies feel compelled to return the bike out of respect and maybe maybe a little fear of the boys or whatever, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get that in, in movies like Neverending Story, right? Some yeah. Definite fear of the boy then. Yeah, the a little that. bit. And that's of, fine. A little We're bit okay of fear, half, half fear, half respect, whatever, however it, you know, it shakes out. Uh, actually, but the, in the international version of this movie, the boys actually lose the basketball game. Okay. They actually do. That's a good step in the right direction. And there, the scene at the end of the movie, there's a scene added at the very end before the credits uh, that they use to tidy up the loose ends with the bike thing and what they end up doing. And I, I think that even the international version fucks up the ending because the way they pay off the show-off thing is that Rocky confront or the bullies try to confront Rocky and they want to beat him up and they're pushing him around and stuff like that. And Rocky is saying, I don't want to fight you guys. Really? I don't want to fight you guys. We really shouldn't fight. It's not the good thing to do. And they keep kind of pushing him around. And finally Rocky turns to Emily and Emily's thing that she says to him is show off, like go ahead, Mm -hmm. go ahead and show off. It's okay because they're pushing you around a little bit. And then he kicks their ass. Okay. And gets the bike back. So I I feel like it's that's a cathartic ending, but mm. maybe not the moral ending. But that it's we better need. than what we have. It is better than what we have because this doesn't follow through with any of that. No, it doesn't. Um, by the way, all of the O's and yes and the shouting out the score in unison makes me feel like this basketball game is an episode of Tim and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> One, two. Like it's really self aware. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh yeah that's that's pretty funny. I think um, we also missed the best joke in the movie and by that I'm being serious this time I'm not saying it but l- by like it's we, my most hated joke. I mean like the actual best joke. It is actually a solid joke. Where the surfer guy says what time does school let out and one of the other ones responds with I don't know I never stayed to the end. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty that's good, good joke. That's it's a good, a good joke. joke. It caught me off guard. I was like how about that? Right. That's not bad. That good works. Job. That works out. You got one. Snyder, I want to talk about Snyder because I think Snyder is kind of a great villain. Like I think that the actor that plays him, the actor that plays him is is an actor by the name of Rand Kingsley, who appeared in this movie and only one other film called The Gardener in 1998 and then promptly disappeared off the face of the planet, apparently. Now, I'm, I'm sure he's still around doing whatever it is he's doing. But I would argue that he delivers the best performance in the film. The problem with his, you know, controlling the volume of his voice aside. Uh, I think he definitely has a specific kind of charisma to him. And I wonder why his acting career didn't go anywhere. Because I think that the kind of like Miami Vice-ish type villain that he's playing, Mm. I think he, he nails it. But isn't that dying out at the point that this movie was made? This is 93, right? This is 92, I mean, but that's... I don't the, think that was dying that's out. That's dying out. Yes, it is. In the 90s, uh, the Miami Vice stuff, that was 80s. I guess. I Maybe. I don't know. I feel like it was still a thing through the 90s, especially with movies that this is trying to copy and make a kid's version of, like the uh, really low-rent white martial arts movies, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I think um, he kind of nails it. I think he does. Like, I, I, I like his performance in this. And he gets to say hilarious things like, God, I love being the bad guy. Yeah. Which is so fucking dumb. It so, is. I mean, 
for obvious reasons, I'll just spill it out. Bad guys shouldn't think they're bad. It's it's should simply be a point of view, I think. And I I I also like to think that Rand Kingsley, the actor, just said that between takes about just playing the villain, and mm. then John Turtletaub was like, "That's going in the picture." <laughs> We're like, they're just taking a break. And he's like, God, I love being the bad guy. <laughs> um, What's up with this scene right here? What's up with FBI agents who are also parents who leave their criminal files on the table so that their kids can open them at their oh, leisure? Do you see her earring fall off? Yeah. Her earring just fell and off. And I mean, come on. His grandpa is in the picture. Yes. Like he wouldn't recognize this. There wouldn't be some problems going on. There's there the the, the whole familial connection with Snyder and Grandpa and everything that that creates a whole series of problems for this movie. That I feel like they don't deal with. I don't. They don't deal with it at all. First of all, you think that they would take more care uh, about making sure Grandpa is safe if he's connected to Snyder, who is being chased by his son-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. And if everyone's aware of these connections, and they all seem to be, why hasn't Grandpa been approached about inf- information regarding right? Snyder in the first place? Where would Snyder be? What would he be doing at this time? You worked with them. Right. And also, why isn't Grandpa in some kind of trouble? Yeah, right? I don't know. Like, they, he might know something that could help the FBI, and if that's the case, why isn't he being protected? Why isn't he under any kind of protection? Like, we don't see any well, of that he's an addressed. Ninja, so. He is a ninja, a ninja in his heart, and maybe not in his body. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. He does not have the body of a ninja. <laughs> um. Oh, and I also totally missed when they were in the convenience store after the really weird scene where they robbed that Asian guy, and yeah. and it was just way too violent. I don't know the way he pulled out the gun. There's something about the bearded guy of the trio of surfer dude villains. There's something about him that's a little too sinister for me. I I don't know why. It's the facial hair. The facial hair? I think it's the face. I think if I he, think it's his eyes. His eyes are really blue and piercing. They are. They're very very blue and piercing. I think if he lost the facial hair, he would he would seem a little bit softer. He's got like puffy cheeks. I think mm. without the facial hair, he would come off soft enough. That- he feels he feels just a little too cruel. And and I don't think that's where this movie wants to go. I think they want him to be like dumb, likable villain, you know, because that's what the other two come off as. And he's not like the brains of the operation or something like that. They're all equally dumb. So I don't know. But anyways, when they were in the convenience store, he was eating fun dip. Do you remember fun dip? <laughs> yes, I remember fun dip. He was eating. Fun I think dip. it's still around. Can you get fun dip? I think you probably can. Yeah, I think so. Um, why, oh, why did Tum Tum look into the can before speaking know. into it? Or maybe it hasn't happened yet. He did. I saw him do it. He definitely did it. Yeah, before he starts talking to Emily, he looks into the tin can <laughs> telephone. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were we we were talking about the connection between all of the connections between Maury and Snyder and Sam, who's you know their dad and all this this kind of stuff. And because he has the file that's got the picture of Snyder and Maury together with like a note on the back that apparent that spells it out. It's like they were business associates or whatever. Right. Then Sam definitely knows that Maury and Snyder work together. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like yeah. he, ha- he has the photo. I just don't. I don't know. I think that raises way too many problems in the story yeah. that aren't ever addressed. I don't know, that really bothers me. 
Uh, but now we're 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 at the beginning of uh, an extended Home Alone ripoff mm-hmm. sequence, where the th- we haven't really been keeping up with the story in the movie. But uh, story, yeah, there's not much. We we mentioned they're ninja. They are ninja that are being trained by their grandpa, who had a business connection with this guy named Snyder, who is selling weapons to military regimes. And Snyder now wants their grandfather to tell their father. Sam, who's an FBI agent, to lay off for a while. And since he won't, he's going to kidnap the grandkids. Right. And since he won't, he's going to... And there's also like this other like thread hanging out there where he's asking Maury to train his men as well, but that only gets paid lip service like twice. Yeah, it's It's really... It's nothing. Oh, by the way, let's talk about these masks for just a second as we put them on. Oh, and also look at left over right, please. Right over left. Did we watch this? Yeah, left over right. The 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 way they put on their uh, gi, as they are known. So if you if you looked at them while they were putting them on, left over right is the correct way to wear kimono or yukata or anything that you like. Anything in Japanese culture that I'm not sure how it works in other Asian cultures, but I know in Japanese culture, any kind of clothing that you cross over one side over another, it's always left Left over over right. right. If you do it right over left, that's for dead people. Right. So Rocky, the one who was in green, when he was putting on his gi. He is a dead ninja. He gave me some hope because he put it on like he was being dressed for a funeral. And I mistook this for clever foreshadowing and got excited that they'd kill him in the next scene. (laughs) Unfortunately. Like in this moment right here. Right here. Where Fester, the lead surfer dude, walks in and just pulls out his gun. And and just caps him. Just shoots a child. Right. I got excited, but my dreams—my dreams were crushed because uh, in the next moment after the kids put on their gi, they fixed it for the shot, and all the kids are dressed correctly. Did you, did you just think we were going to get like an expediated uh, journey to the end credits? I that would have been great. Let's talk about their masks. Expedited, rather. Can we talk about why Grandpa gives them a bag of kabuki masks? What would that look? kind of like they might be part of Japanese kabuki theater. They look straight up like they could be in kabuki. I mean they do but they're nothing they're they're no specific characters. No, 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 but in kabuki though, in kabuki though they have they have a lot that are just like the war paint that just look like the different colors and stuff. Standard. No whatever, masks nothing. are no masks are the one that have like. The, oh, that's right. That's right. The like specific, like the long nosed character right, and right. the, the, the no, demon and no the theater, woman. Right. There's no theater and kabuki theater. Yeah, okay. and in kabuki, they there are a lot of masks that are just colorful. They look just like this. These are kabuki masks. Right. That's what they are. Um, so I don't know why Grandpa gave them to them because theater masks. Not a ninja thing. However, interesting fact. Some historians suggest that I, the I don't. I'm sorry. I don't believe that Colt would paint this mask. No, right? I don't believe that that this thing that his grandfather gave him that he said was passed down from his father. Yeah, supposedly. Why does he have four? Right. <laughs> Three. Well, four. He has his own. Oh, he has. He his showed own? his own first, and then, and then he gave them these. Maybe he made them. I don't know. But oh. go ahead. Um. Interesting fact that I'm going to give the movie too much credit for and say that this is the connection of why we're wearing kabuki masks. Okay. But Go for it's it. not true. Stretch stretch it as far as you can. Some historians suggest that the advent of kabuki theater was actually what prompted Ninja to dress in all black. Because there's a type of stagehand in kabuki called kudoko. 
and they dress in all black so that they will not be mistaken for part of the show as they move about changing the set or holding puppets or something like that. Mm. And because of their stealthy ninja-esque ways, this is quite possibly where the stereotypical all-black ninja came from, that the ninja actually adopted that from Kabuki Theater instead of the other way around. Um, and that before the advent of Kabuki Ninja were more likely to wear various colors of clothing. Yeah, the various colors. And if they were going to do something like at, at night, night, they it, might dress in dark colors. Dark blue. They mm-hmm. would do blue. Blue was, a, was, I think, probably more common than black. But the all black ninja thing very possibly came from from theater first. So, and specifically from Kabuki Theater. So, um, so let's make that our connection for why grandpa gave them a bag of kabuki masks okay sure (laughs) why not because there's no other logical reason it is it is a stretch but i asked you to stretch and you did so good for you thanks uh the justification for why they are fight they're they're protecting their home right now in a very um kevin McAllister style uh is that if they defend their home successfully from these kidnappers that they think are just robbers, um, and if you think about it, kidnappers are just robbers of a very specific type of thing. <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> uh, then, then they will prove to their father that their ninja training is worth it, and he won't give them such a hard time about hanging out with their grandfather. You know, this is a good message for children staying home alone after their babysitters are held up at gunpoint. Yes, is the prove deal. yourself. Prove yourself. <laughs> Don't call the police, even if you ha- definitely have a means to, because they have a means to. We already established that, but no, they're going to no. defend their home instead and prove to their father. And in the boy's defense, if Sam, their father, is going to continue to track down bad guys who have past associations with family members, it's probably not a terrible idea for the boys to be learning self defense. I think that's true. In the in in the boys' defense, I mean they're idiots, but 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 that still doesn't justify them, you know, allowing their babysitter to stay tied up in a closet after being held up at gunpoint. There is a little bit of I think interesting characterization with the boys when they are kind of distraught over the idea that their grandpa could be a bad guy. Mm, that's true. I think that's kind of interesting, and yeah. th- the movie never goes anywhere with it. it oh, look, oh, not 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 the actors, not even remotely. Really, the, actor. the actors couldn't do that. They couldn't pretend to fall down a little bit. That maybe not in that shot specifically. It looked like there was anything that intense, but there was a shot at the top of the stairs when they were slipping on the oil and the soap and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where one of them, I think the stuntman who is playing the Asian surfer dude here. He takes an epic pratfall, like an impressive, epic, yes, a radical pratfall, radical epic pratfall. Yeah, he definitely does that. Now, this is this is one of the only parts in the movie or in this sequence right here where the boys actually fight the kidnappers. Like he's kicking this dude's ass. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, they're just doing like little pranks and throwing CDs at him and making him fall and. Mm-hmm. Making them punch each other and shit like that. Um, he does. He he does do it a little bit here, doesn't he? We missed my second favorite line, and this is one of my. This is not like a real favorite. This is the I hate lit line, but actually, it is really so hilarious. Bad it's good. Um, when the boys were going through their 
little kid toy chest to prepare for the bad guys. I don't remember which one, but one of them was like, where are all the weapons, the slingshots, the knife throwers? And I was like, "The you mean the throwing knives? <laughs> what Rocky does to Fester there, and yes, the lead, the lead surfer dude's name is Fester. I think the Asian's name is Hammer, and the other one's name is Marcus. And Marcus, it's it's not easy to catch because the every other word the surfer guys say is dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not really easy to catch this, but Marcus specifically, who's wearing like the orange t-shirt, he only says dude. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's his only line. That's his only line. And they even there's even a joke that kind of goes under the radar a little radar a little bit. Where they're in the uh, the the room that's being renovated, mm-hmm. the dark room where Colt is like hiding amongst all the the white paint and clothes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and, the, the and sheets. they do this great Three Stooges parody that I just oh, love. Jesus. Um, and uh, Marcus just says, "Dude," he's like, "Dude," and Fester responds to it by saying, "No, there's no way they could be downstairs." <laughs> As though, like, as though, like, Marcus is like Chewbacca, yeah. and, and like he just says, or like dude, a Pokemon, or like a Pokemon, <laughs> and like he's actually saying something when he says "dude," and only Fester can understand him. Man, there are so many hit the penis jokes in this movie. As much as boys hate getting their penises hit, they sure do love watching other boys get their penises hit. Right? Well, that's the irony of it. Yeah. Yes. Is it? Yeah, I can back that up. Okay. The 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 scene toward the beginning of the movie after Snyder shows up and he poses in some kind of threat, Grandpa busts out that uh, that that dummy yeah. with the light up mm-hmm. eyes and they hit the penis a lot on that one they do but like he's like there's these pressure points that if you hit someone it hurts a whole lot and they'll stop fighting you uh, and he points to all these places and of course the last place he points is the dick <laughs> and then he walks away and has them practice on the dummy and and while Colt and Rocky are talking Tum Tum is practicing and he's, he's just, just penis kicking. That's all he's doing is just repeatedly <laughs> yeah. pounding that dick. <laughs> that dummy dick just, just over and beating over. the shit out of it. Oh man. Uh and, and this this plan that they just enacted where they have the surfer dudes drink X lax or some mm-hmm. kind of laxative inside yeah. a soda. Wouldn't they taste it? Probably, but it just went off without a hitch. Yeah, he just walked in and he was just, just like, "Here, drink this," and they didn't try to kidnap him. No, or he, he just walked in with a cup and he's like, mm, "This tastes good." And they run across the room. They're like, "Give me that!" And they just start drinking it like they've. Never I mean, had I guess they had just thrown the spicy powder stuff at them. Yeah, so maybe, but they, yeah, I don't know. Um, we also missed a great scene, a great uh, short conversation between the mother and the father in the car. Where the mother starts off with a great line, and that is, forgive me for being so supportive of my father. It must be my Asian side, I guess. <laughs> is that something Man. that's is that something that's uniquely Asian? I guess supporting so. your father. Um and then it, it, this movie just goes over the top to over the top lengths to do nothing but yell in your face. Don't be fooled by upper class American settings and characters. It's totally legitimate that this is a ninja movie because this is a movie about Asian stuff. <laughs> Asian stuff. <laughs> like 
Like she just has to say something about it. She does, but but the the only reason she says it is so that her husband can say, "Then why are you giving your husband such a hard time?" And she says, "I guess it's my American side." And he's like, "Oh, very funny." But in order for a joke like that to work, the setup has to make sense as well as the punchline. Yeah. The punchline makes sense. The setup doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So it's half a joke. But um, yeah, but it's like a double stereotype whammy. It is. It is. This movie's got a lot of problems like that. But then again, it was 92. Like, what are you going to do? Is that what we're going to say? Is that what we're going to say about 2015 in like 20 years? I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. What are you going to do? It's 2015. It's 2015. We were done We were then. just a bunch of a-holes back then. I like, I like how the plan that they just came up with last minute has phases. And the first phase of their plan where they're like, all right, let's do phase one. All right, phase one. And phase one was apparently just, just fucking with the kidnappers. And then they say, okay, it's time for phase two. There and are three guns pointed at this little girl's head. That's true, in a children's movie. Uh, and phase two, they are preparing, well, the Colt is at least preparing by sharpening a letter opener. So if phase one was fucking with the kidnappers, phase two is like... Killing them? Straight up murder? Mutilating? I assume, torture, maybe? I yeah, but the way it looked is it looked like these kids were straight up playing when the bad guys came into this room. Like they're in there like in their dad's office sharpening weapons and stuff. It looks like they just got caught fucking around in their dad's office playing. Yeah, it was it is it, the, the, the shot where the door opens and slams in their face again is it's kind of a funny shot, though. Um, you, you said that you hated this movie. Can you expound on that? What 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 is so offensive to you about this that makes you hate it? Because I think this is an awful awful movie, but I think it's kind of harmless. It's it's just I mean I mean maybe it it just really is because when I watch movies that were intended for both genders maybe or for specifically it's, little it's girls. It's because this is so obviously a boy movie. It's so obviously a boy movie. And so the stuff that to you is kind of like nostalgic funny to me is is just like roll my eyes. Like the little boy saying, oh yeah, all the time and I, stuff like that. I had a note about that actually. The, the, the note I had is that do you know that that's there's actually a word for that like the 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 vocalizing of a like a a strike in martial arts that makes sense in japanese it's called kiite okay uh and in this movie the not only the boys but also other martial artists throughout the film there's only one kiai in the entire film and that is aya aya Aya, that's it. Yeah, because that's all that little boys I knew knew how to say when they were doing karate chops or a, at each other. Or a variation of it, usually haya, right? Like haya. 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 But just yes. over and over. It's just over the top, like this is a little boy movie. Yes. Look at all this. We're going to punch a bunch of dicks. <laughs> we're There's going to be a lot of crotch shots. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of crotch shots. We're going to do a bunch of ninja training. Um, so, so I want you to behold the only legitimate person of probably Japanese descent in this entire movie. And that was... that was. I guess that's who it was. Professor Toru Tanaka. He's a professor? I don't think he's an actual professor, but that's how he's credited in a lot of stuff. He's in... I mean, he, he was... He's kind of a, a stalwart of 80s and 90s movies. Mm. If... 
you need a giant Asian man to fight someone in your movie, mm. then Professor Toru Tanaka will show up. He did it in The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's, he's fact, in fact, the second uh, Running Man alum that we've had in a movie on Popcorn Poops uh, that, that was one of the opponents. Uh, the first being Buzzsaw, I think his name was. Is that right? I think it was Buzzsaw. Uh, and I can't remember the actor's name, but he was in House oh 2, God. the second story. Look at Grandpa. Yes, really hilarious. Yeah, oh, yes. I would shoot him. So the main the main henchman, right? He's the main henchman of Snyder. He's played by Professor Toru Tanaka, and uh, he's like I said, he's a, he's a stalwart of campy '80s action movies that needs a large Asian man for a fight scene. He played not not Buzzsaw. He played Sub Zero in The Running Man, and is the second of Arnold's opponents in that movie that have appeared in a Popcorn Poops movie. The first being the actor who played Buzzsaw, who also appeared in House Two, the second story. So eventually we'll just watch The Running Man and get all of them out of the way at the same time. Um, If this man had walked up in this outfit, they should just shoot him like on principle. <laughs> okay, that might be that might be my favorite line in the movie that he just said. We don't have time for ninja games. <laughs> no, but 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 she Douglas hates martial arts. <laughs> Douglas hates martial arts. Um. Mom's mom's most important line in this whole movie is when her when her father walks up dressed like a ninja and they have to tell the FBI agents to lower their weapons. It's just it's just her. It's you know, uh, Douglas is all. It's my fucking father in law. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's the fine. way he's the, embarrassing. But. Mom's next line is Sam. My father is a very special man, right? <laughs> <laughs> but she delivered it wrong. It should have been like an aside to her husband, like, like reminding him, talking Sam, out of, through gritted the, teeth, like, like the, the side, side of her mouth. mouth. Sam, I told you, my father is a very special man. He's, he's a very special, special man. man. Oh. oh. Yes, yes. Um, yes, we're going to go do the ninja stuff Hi, now. Hi, Maury. Are you going to save the boys with your ninja powers? Okay. That's how that scene needed to go. All the, all the, that, that's the point in the movie that I was talking about earlier where the ninja talk is just at a fever pitch. Yeah. It's like yeah. like like maximum capacity. It's yeah. uh what what is it? Critical mass, I guess is how you say <laughs> it. There's critical mass of ninja talk and it's hilarious well and when he says that we don't have time for ninja games when he says that the thing is is that he just told him that the fbi agents were following him that that's how they found out where snyder was or whatever it was they found out was because they were following the ninja yeah so i mean clearly they respect him enough to follow him well but- no i i think it i think to me that 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 makes it sort of check out that sam doesn't trust maury he he distrusts oh, okay, him okay. right he that distrusts him enough to follow him assuming that it will lead to snyder right and i kind of get like i now in sam's defense i came to the boys defense before in sam's defense i kind of get why he doesn't want his boys hanging around him but he's still like i think ultimately it doesn't check out because Stan, Sam ends up being a stupid character for being involved in an investigation that has any personal connection to him whatsoever. And I doubt the FBI would allow that. Yeah, of course. Like that's, that's just not, that's not going to happen. He's not going to be involved in that investigation period. 
And if he was, then his like everyone in his family would be under like witness protection or not witness protection, but some kind of protection. Um, I think we already missed the line. I don't think it's oh, in this I, scene. I, I did want to say, if the FBI knew where Snyder was since the first time Maury drove to the docks, why isn't Snyder arrested already? The fucking missiles that he attempted, you know, to sell in that sting operation was that not enough evidence to take him in? He pulled a missile out of a box. He got in a helicopter and drove and flew away. <laughs> I don't think that's enough to arrest. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm alone. saying, but that's how he didn't get arrested. But they knew where he was because they've known where he was since they followed Maury the first time. They they said that they followed Maury to 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 Snyder's dock, and if they Are you know where he is, trying to make this movie make sense. <laughs> that not that what we do on this show? That's very silly of you. Um, one of the boys in, I think they've already said it, but they they said something along the lines of, he's a ninja, grandpa will come. And it's they're saying this as they're walking by like a horde of bad guy like ninja. Like a group of ninjas, like, they're ninjas too. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't notice. I still love the line where uh, where grandpa says, Snyder's still a ninja in his heart. It will take a ninja to break him. <laughs> oh, there's so much ninja talk in this movie that just it makes it so unintentionally hilarious. I love it. But um Yeah, there's there's also a weird line in that la- in the scene where where Maury and, and Sam are fighting, uh, where Sam says we both hate Snyder. And I just wanted to ask, is it really common for agents, like FBI agents, to hate the people they're, they're investigating? Chasing. Yeah. Something about that wording seems really strange to me. Like, I, like w- the best thing that I can think of as an example from another movie is Clarice Starling. Did Clarice mm. Starling hate Buffalo Bill? Did she hate him? Maybe did by she... the end she did, but you're not supposed to get that emotionally attached to it. Right. Like, that's the that's the point. You're doing a job. Like, it's your job. There is no emotional attachment to I mean, Clarice that. did get too attached to it because we, you know, right. we came into it. We we That was revealed to us through Hannibal by her whole wanting to save the, what was it, save the lambs? Right. right. Her it was, wanting to save thing. these girls. It's a psychological thing. Oh, I just want to say that Fester and his surfer buddies are dead. They're dead? They're dead. How are they dead? They're 100% murdered. Why are they murdered? Well, because Brown, when he called them earlier to offer them the job in the first place, he Mm -hmm. says, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up because if you do, we'll have to kill you. Oh, they're dead. They're dead. Well. They're worm food. We didn't, I mean, we didn't get to see that scene, unfortunately. No, unfortunately we didn't. (laughs) Uh, apparently in the extended cut, it, it, it shows that they do not in fact get killed because there's a scene where Fester is asking Brown, uh, if they can get paid anyway for trying. Mm. So. Well, it would be after that scene that they were dead anyway. Yes. Um, so I think we're about to see it here. They're going to back up, but there's, yeah, there's a moment right here coming up where the kids are showing off their ninja skills to the other ninja. Um, but yeah, this whole thing where they're going to be flipping stuff around. Oh, that works. By the way, you can just make ninja stuff out of anything. Um, but these weapons, yeah. these makeshift nunchucks right here would be 
nothing to fuck around with. They're made out of like heavy pipes and wrenches. Yeah, but how did they make them so fast? They just like pulled the pipe and it just magically was nunchucks. Well, I mean, l- listen to this scene. You can hear like boings and bops and beep bop Bo- little boing. <laughs> boing. Boings and shit like that. <laughs> like if you see what these these weapons they're using are made out of, the wrenches and pipes Wrench. and shit, in real life, the cartoonish boings would not be in there. In reality, those strikes would be accompanied by a symphony of pops and cracks of bones breaking. <laughs> Skulls and being crushed screaming. in. Screaming. And yeah, like Um But but what I was gonna say is there was a moment there, we've missed it now, where the kids were were showing off their homemade nunchucks and they were showing off their skills to the other ninja, and because of the framing, for a moment, it looked like Tum Tum was showing off to a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, this bad framing. This ninja right here uh, was the actor. He was Colt's trainer, or the actor mm-hmm. who played Colt. He was his trainer. The running gag in this whole escape is make it look like the kids are in trouble, then make the kids joke around as they beat the bad guys easily and play silly music to let the audience know there's no oh, reason this, to be worried. The score. While we're fighting like ninja. It doesn't get old at all. I guess I guess ninja wear boxers. I guess now we know. Yeah. That's what ninja wear. Uh, one one weird little thing that happens in this movie. I think it's always weird to hear people dressed up like ninjas speak in thick New York accents. <laughs> even even though this movie is set in California, uh, the same thing happens in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those movies, uh, especially the first one, and I think it's just as off putting. It's real, and it's 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 also weird to see like them become be unmasked, and they're just like. Mm. middle-aged white dudes yeah and you're like oh you, oh you just uh. look silly. <laughs> yeah, silly and and you do get that moment at the end of the movie when they're all arrested and they come off the the ship all of the ninjas are the ninjas the ninja are unmasked mm-hmm. and they look silly they just look silly yeah um i also don't know why the kids don't i mean i know why because it's a kids movie but i don't know why they don't take their swords like they've already fought like a gajillion ninja that right had swords. Shouldn't they just take a sword and go, you know, cut some people in half? Yeah. Disembowel a few fuckers. Um, in this scene, some of the swords you can clearly see, like, the rubber, like, waving. Yeah, they're, yeah, definitely. And that's great. Oh, that was good. The wind-up punch from Rocky there, that was just great. <laughs> Ninjas apparently punch people in the face a lot. Oh, what is this? What are they do? So apparently Snyder is training these ninja in the ancient Japanese art of African-American step dancing. Because <laughs> that's what we just saw. We just saw a scene from like Step Up 2. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. This, this little moment here. Yeah, there's a couple. They, they do a couple of the wind-ups. The wind-ups don't do anything. What is it with that little jiggle? Was that his was that his testicles <laughs> rattling? I don't understand. That little jiggle noise. The little jiggle noise. It, it was I don't get <laughs> what is going on. Oh my gosh, I hate this movie. <laughs> what what was I supposed to like about this, Dustin? I don't know. I thought that Okay, to be fair, the martial arts in this movie, the choreography in this movie is better than the Power Rangers movie. Yeah? I think so. Not for the kids. 
Some of the kids' choreography, some of the stuff they do together as a group is awful. I guess like some so. of the scenes where they pick each other up and like run into. I didn't say I didn't stuff. say it was good. I just said it was better than the Power Rangers movie. At least they show you what they're doing and they don't cut between every single strike. Yeah, it's true. Like the Power Rangers movie, it doesn't look like they're doing anything. Yeah. Uh, and here's cut the, joke. Here's Professor Toto Tanaka's big scene, and here's this is kind of hilarious also because he is. The only actor in the movie that is even kind of of Japanese descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his character's name, I don't think they ever say it in the movie, but do you know what he's credited as? What? Rushmore. Why? Because he's big like a mountain. I don't but know. Why, why? Why not Fuji or something then? Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> See, if you're going to make a, a shitty white person ninja movie and and put a big Japanese dude in it for your main characters to fight and... And you want to name him after a mountain, there's name a him. perfect mountain to <laughs> name is, him after. There is a perfect mountain. Actually, there are a lot of good mountains you could choose from. If you didn't know, there are a lot of mountains in Japan. Yes, yes there are. Some of them are volcanoes. Actually, a lot of them are volcanoes. Most of them are volcanoes. <laughs> and one of them, everyone in the whole world probably knows. So this... The way they beat Rushmore here is by hitting him in the pressure points that their grandpa taught them. The penis pressure point? With the, I wish. I mean, they do it once, but, but the, the pressure points that their grandpa taught them with the dummy. And I I wish, or, yeah, I really wish that they had they'd preferred, I would have preferred for them to take down Rushmore the way that Tum Tum was <laughs> just penis re- kicks. repeatedly kicking him in the dick over and over and over again until he's like, I'm, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. You guys just, have punched me in the penis so many times. He just throws up on these gymnastic mats. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. Why did we have to have grandpa this shot, tell them? Watch this shot that's coming up right here, I think, after this is hilarious. That all shot, the, right all the ninja there. pulling out their guns. I love the shot of the ninja pulling out the hand. It feels like it's hitting a comedy beat, although it's likely unintentional. Yeah. I, why didn't they do this a long time yeah, right? ago? If they all had handguns, why not just cap the kids? And this you shot know, right here, put some this bullets in like the knees or something. So Grandpa jumps down. Right. This is how this would actually go. Grandpa jumps. Hail of gunfire. Four tiny corpses. <laughs> That's how that that goes down. Oh my god! Uh, And now we're gonna get the our final fight scene, and here's Snyder coming out with his pajamas on. (laughs) (laughs) I know he's supposed to have like a special uh, gi, fighting gi, karate gi. It looks like pajamas. It looks like silk pajamas. But they look like silk. And to be fair, Grandpa's kind of look like silk pajamas too those would be so noisy all the ninja masks all the masks of the ninja surrounding they're just hockey masks mm-hmm. they're hockey spray masks painted. Pa- spray painted like glossy black mm-hmm. oh, man, a lot of and, effort went into that and there's another thing i don't know where it came from because i've only seen it in this movie and one other movie that this movie obviously is ripping off and that's ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles um, but there are some some of the ninja in Snyder's clan wear these like protective goggles 
that like stick out from their face. Do you, do you see them? Some of them are wearing them, not mm. those guys next to Snyder, but some of yeah, them are wearing yeah, yeah, these clear plastic goggles that stick out from their face. They're like, you know, uh, convex, right? Mm-hmm. And the the only other movie that I've ever seen that in is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where the the Foot Clan had the same kind of thing. They had like these plastic goggles that stuck out from their face a little bit. So like this movie is clearly ripping off a very specific other movie about ninja. About ninja that I think maybe they thought, oh, maybe they know That's something. What That's do. what they do. Maybe they know something we don't. So we're gonna put it in our <laughs> movie too, right? That's because that's what ninja wear. They wear safety goggles. I'm really tired of watching bad movies that aren't bad horror movies. Just so you know. Well, we we had we just had an entire month of bad I horror know. movies. We can't we can't do that again. Not for a while. Right, right. But I'm talking about like just in my life in general. I don't I don't particularly like watching bad movies unless they're bad horror movies. And uh this was just it was just the top for me. So did you just see that? So Maury just threw the sword that he's using. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Wait, how did it come back? It's a boomerang sword, I guess. That, I totally had a note about that because we see Grandpa's sword get thrown at Snyder. It flies through the air very hilariously over Snyder's head. Yes. And there's a big range, too. And then Grandpa's, um, a, Grandpa's obviously a terrible sword thrower or... Uh, he's a terrible throwing sword. The, I'm not the, sure how it's, the, it's the only wire, grammar works in this movie. To be movie. fair, it's the only wire work in the entire movie is the sword that is clearly flying with the aid of a string. Yeah. Um, not quite as bad as the floating sword from Ninja 3, The Domination. but Sword thrower. You, you, you fucked up my joke. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's over now. I mean, it's just who cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about... You know, you do that to me too. You fuck up my jokes too. <laughs> sword thrower, throwing sword because you know the kids called the throwing knives knife throwers. Well, that's 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 fuck you, God. That's joke fucking revenge. That's Ugh. what that is. That's for fucking up my jokes. What joke did I fuck up? Oh, you just do sometimes. That's, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, the before this fight, Snyder says. <laughs> It's a pretty hilarious exchange. Snyder says, you have taught those young ones well. And Maury says, yes, they have learned well. (laughs) And I feel like Snyder should say, yeah, that's just what I fucking said. (laughs) You know what thought crossed my mind while I was watching this scene? What? I like Mortal Kombat more than this movie. Wow. I think that Mortal Kombat's probably a better martial arts film than this. And the martial arts in that movie, it's its not that the martial arts in that movie is bad. It's that it's its shot poorly. It's mm. cut poorly. It's obvious that the people in the movie know what they're doing, but the the filmmakers have no Didn't. understanding of how to capture that. We talked yeah. about that in our Mortal Kombat episode. Um, yeah, there's this... Uh, Oh, we're going to see the real way that you kill a bad guy, the, the, the way you way. win a ninja fight. And that's with jelly beans. It's with jelly beans. You just pretend like you're almost dead, and then you put jelly beans in someone's mouth, I, and they'll just be totally I, fucked. I think it's kind of poetic that uh, that Snyder's um, his penchant for yelling is actually <laughs> what ultimately fucked him up. Because he gets a mouthful of jelly beans and somehow that immobilizes him. Oh, God, jelly beans is my only weakness. 
And then Grandpa proceeds to just punch him over and over, but not kill him. We we got a moment there where it looked like Grandpa was going to kill Snyder, but he didn't. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. and Except that we're still going to get... And to this see is Snyder killed in front of the kids. Well, he's, he doesn't get killed, but we don't even get treated to a squib. Look, the, like nothing comes out of his arm. He just jerks a little bit. His there's no hole in his gi. There's nothing. He just again grabs with his the shoulder. rain of bullets that would happen right now and the four tiny corpses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. And that's all it takes is for Snyder to get shot and for them to be like, and "Hey, we're like, here." Okay, we give up. Oh, all right, I guess. I guess. I guess I give up being a ninja Look now. Look at all these sad-looking middle-aged white guys <laughs> with mustaches, <laughs> with Halloween costumes on, with mustaches. <laughs> uh, Man, Grandpa is wincing a lot for that little cut. Yeah, he is. Some ninja. Yeah, this Gosh. is. Um, I think this is a hell of a way to end our month of terrible movies yeah. that we loved as kids, mm-hmm. and a, and a completely apt way because this is, this is a really terrible movie that I really really did love when I was a kid. I'm sorry. I loved the shit out of For this movie. For your childhood, and it was. I mean, it, it was part of a, a a grouping of movies which were movies about ninja for kids, uh, of course, including you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, th- this movie is also part of a franchise. There are four, I believe, four. Oh my God, three ninjas movies. And um, I'm sure they just get worse. The fourth one is a direct to DVD or a direct to mm. video film mm-hmm. uh, called Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the cast of that film uh, goes a little something like this: uh, Lonnie Anderson. Uh, Jim Varney, also known as Ernest from the Ernest films, and Hulk fucking Hogan. Yeah. And it takes place at a at an amusement park. <clears throat> that movie is a giant piece of shit. I bet. Like so much worse than this. So much worse than this movie. It's you you you, you cannot wrap your head around how terrible that movie is. Hmm. I owned it on VHS. I was committed to this franchise. Do you want to hear the ninja movie I want to see? Sure. So when I was doing ninja research because of this movie. <laughs> um, it's still a funny word. I'm sorry. When I was doing ninja research. When I was doing ninja research, uh, I looked up uh, kunoichi, which is the word for female ninja that my I learned when some children started calling me that. And, and then I decided those kids were A-OK with me. Um, but it, it comes from, kunoichi comes from the kanji for woman. Uh, I'm sure you can see it in your mind, right? Yes. So, anyways, the ninja movie I want to see is about probably the most famous of female ninja, and her name was Mochizuki Chiyome, and she created a huge network of like 300 female ninja to do espionage for her uncle in the Takeda clan, and she recruited lost, abandoned, orphaned women and girls, and from the outside, it looked like she was just helping them start a better life, and I mean, maybe, fuck, maybe she was, but what she was secretly doing was having them trained to be highly skilled messengers, information gatherers, seductresses, and assassins. And they disguised themselves as prostitutes, shrine maidens, actresses, geisha, things like that, so that they could get close to their targets. 
that that is just so fucking cool. And it has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever, except for the fact that if I was going to watch a ninja movie, that that's the ninja movie that I want to watch. And I, you said that you thought that there must be there must be a Japanese, but film I about did that. not. I, I mean. Now, I didn't search in Japanese. I only bothered to search in English, but I couldn't find anything. Off I'll of search in Japanese for you and see. Google search. I would be surprised if there wasn't something. Like maybe even like a television special or a drama no, or something. No, there probably here. is a drama or something. But man, that's an awesome story. Uh, I, I wanted to correct myself because I think autocorrect, uh, like auto autocorrect uh, spelling messed up one of the spellings of an actress that I mentioned earlier. Mm. The actress who played Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers movie was is not named Julia Cortex. Her name is Julia Cortez. Oh. But when I read that, I was like, that sounds wrong. But that's what's <laughs> written here, so I guess I'm going to say Cortex. Um, this ending song is mostly, mostly comprised of the lyrics, Power of the Kids, Power, and filled with what sounds like ad-libbed comments from the three kids Edited into the music, such as "Believe in yourself," "Psych," "Not," "Ayah," and they're they're bad sound drops. They're they really are. they're really bad uh, sound bits. I think, I think they're edited poorly. They sound they just sound shitty. <laughs> uh, I did have a checklist for this movie, a checklist of of '90s things, and I'm sure oh, that good. that uh, that it it is a short list. And it is a lot shorter than it probably could be, but let's let's go through this. This movie has ninja check, uh-huh, yeah, uh, sports mm. check, extreme sports right check, pizza mm, yeah check, California mm-hmm. check, uh, kids setting booby traps mm-hmm. check, and a rap song over the credits yeah check. Yeah, so, it could be a longer list. It could be a longer I'm list. Sure, there are. I mean, there's dude like seven thousand times in the movie. They say dude a lot. People saying dude. Yeah, like specific tropes, like the surfer dude trope and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, One of the interesting things about this is that the box makes no uh, bones about what it's ripping off. It like there's a, I I forget who it is, but there's a a critic quote that they put on the VHS cover of this movie that says something along the lines of, "It's like Ninja Turtles meets Home Alone." Yeah, they yeah. just don't care. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it is exactly, exactly what that. they were going for. So, uh, yeah, do you have any final thoughts on Three Ninjas by John Turtletaub? Never going to watch it again. Yeah, I think this is probably my last time, but might have to revisit at least one of the sequels. The second one takes place in Japan. You are welcome to get drunk and do that by yourself. And I probably will. <laughs> And regret it immediately. So, uh, I guess that'll wrap us up. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, now three that ninjas. Three ninjas. Now that we've reached the end of the movie, we'd like to read a five-star review or any kind of review that we received on iTunes or Stitcher, but there is no such review to be No read. more? We're all out? We're all out. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. If you would like to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher, we'll read it on the show during this spot right now that we didn't have one to yes, read. Yes, this, this void that's here. And remember, high ratings equal exposure for our little podcast, so we really appreciate the five stars. Yes. 
Uh, and as always, you can find us on our website at popcornpoops.com. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook if you'd like to receive updates about the show, including our weekly movie still identification game. If you have a question, comment, or movie request for us, you can reach us on our social media outlets or by emailing us at thepopcornpoops at gmail.com. So, as many of you may know, we are currently in the process of moving back to America from Japan after having lived here for about five years. Mm -hmm. Because of the difficulty of such a move, we're putting the show on hiatus for the next month. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. The current plan is to start back up in July, so keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter for announcements about July's theme and the first new movie still for the identification game. And hopefully, once we're settled back in the States and everything is going smoothly, then we will return to popcorn poops as usual. That's right. And you won't have to hear Japanese ambulances screaming past our house anymore. <laughs> no, you'll hear American ambulances instead. That's right. And they're not nearly as polite. Uh, this is also the perfect time to spread the word about our show and keep the flame burning, so to speak. Uh, I want if, if, if you have the means, uh, I encourage you to uh, encourage your friends to go through our log of back episodes, leave us a rating and review uh, wherever they get the show. Uh, and now, for the first time, you can keep in touch with us and other Popcorn Poops listeners throughout the hiatus via our brand new message board. So go to our website and click forum uh, in the navigation bar and you can find it there and you can uh, contact Jessica and, and, and myself and you can talk to our other listeners and start threads of your own and let's talk about movies because it's a, it's a fun thing to do and, and we've started that up. So uh, please go join our forums and, uh, and start talking to us. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. We are the Popcorn Poops. Hey there, listeners. My name is Ray. And I'm Luke. Together we are the, the Super, Super Hammered Brothers. Brothers. On our podcast, we talk about video games, anime, comics, and so much more. Hit a clip for one of our episodes. Okay, think about it. When you see the old Batman movies and they're like, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. Ten seconds later, I get into a custom, hey, I'm Batman. Same voice, same guy, and no one can put the two or two together. It drives me insane. For Christopher Nolan, he's like, hey, change the voice because you got to be different. So, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne to, hey, I'm Batman. You gotta, you gotta do something. It's stupid, but oh, if yeah. you want to oh, yeah. stay hidden and no. you're, Zur I did not know. Superman doesn't do that. All Superman does is put glasses on. Yeah. Hi, Clark. Yeah. Hi, Superman. Where, where did, where did Clark go? Have you seen him, Superman? What did you? Hey, Clark, when did you get here? Did, did you see Superman? He was just here. <laughs> no, it's funny, no, right? But the funny one time he forgets, puts glasses on. Like, <laughs> Super Clark. If you're interested in hearing more from us, go to our website, superhammeredbros.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, we are the Super Hammered Bros, and we hope you will geek out with us.